welcome to the Lawyer Life Podcast, where the personal, professional, and political intersect. Each week, we discuss a topic to help ourselves and other lawyers navigate our days with a little less stress and ideally a lot more fulfillment. On today's episode, we talk getting out of our own way. We're asking ourselves, are our greatest strengths also the source of our biggest weaknesses? I'm Mike Anderson. And I'm Darlene Tonelli. Darlene, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you? I am well. We're on a bi-weekly schedule now. Yes. Testing. But for the fact that we actually work together uh, on almost a daily basis, <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have talked for almost two weeks, which is um, which which is long for us. Yeah, I did miss the podcast last week. I certainly felt like there were all these extra thoughts about how to navigate our day with a little less stress that I had nowhere to put. So uh, I'm glad we're going to jam them all into today's episode, maybe. Well, I look forward to getting twice the enlightenment value from you today. and I'll hold you to that. Oh my gosh. Standard. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'll at least say those thoughts for what they're worth. <laughs> But before we get into all the enlightenment, uh, what's going on with you? How was your week, two weeks? Uh, this has been a great lawyerly two weeks. And I'm going to make a comment that I think most lawyers can relate to, which is when I had more time without the episode last week, I jammed it full of lawyerly work and uh, did a lot more um, just strategy things, the things that maybe not the pressing client work because that gets done regardless. But then there's this other layer of work that is to improve the business or improve systems. And I always try to do that. And if I get a, if I get free time, that's, that's how I use it these days. And I, I'm privileged to say that I really enjoyed it and I enjoy that level. And my Mm -hmm. way of working is to kind of, I don't know, I have these, these very energetic uh, times and this is certainly one of them. How about you? What did you do with your extra time? The same. I mean, um, the yeah, I used it productively as well, and and I'll get to uh, <laughs> today perhaps my over obsession with using time productively. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, um, it was a it was a Friday morning that uh, I I was able to spend you know a few hours on a client file that were uh, I was able to turn something out a bit earlier than I otherwise would have, and it was great and uh, set off my weekend well. So that was last Friday, and it's been a good week. The weather is. I mean, we say this all the time, slowly turning uh, from cold into nice. I mean, it's jacket weather, which is good. And the sun is shining, which is great. And the ferns are coming up, which I'm pumped about. Love my ferns. So, <laughs> well, and as we I learned on the last episode, you can look at your oh, ferns man. day or night because of your patio light. This is, I feel like oh. I have an insight into the... Uh, the Anderson backyard after last week. Yeah, we have a new patio light and a new table <laughs> that I put together or I created. So, oh man, the progress is exciting. We're very, we're very pumped to spend time outdoors this summer. Anywho, yeah. So I've been, you know, I, this this all kind of ladders up to stuff. So I, so the topic today we're talking about getting out of our own way, um, and and I suppose what is tangled up in that is that like we are the people we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our inherent abilities and biases and knowledge and all these things. And sometimes the people that we are allow us to uh, do right things or get to a certain place we want to go. Um, but then also, you know, baked into our characters and our abilities uh, are, you know, uh, flaws or 
uh, things that we overdo or things that we push too far or think about too much. And so we're trying, what we're talking about today is what are those things often for people? And then also how can we avoid the pitfalls that, that those things kind of bring along? Fair? Fair. Yep. And we should, we should say too, that we had some feedback from a podcast listener that wanted to hear this topic. And I think uh, I would just say, if anyone has topics that they want to hear about, we're open to it. So, yeah, I I suppose that my obsession with our uh, outdoors is uh, an interesting place for me to start because now that the days are longer and the light lasts for more time, I feel like I can sneak in. That gives me this window of productivity that I otherwise didn't have. And so what I find now is like, we'll put our our daughter down and know it's like maybe about 20 minutes to a half hour of light still available outside. Um, and, and then I'll just try, try to gobble that up and apply it to some sort of, uh, you know, project that's been sitting on my list, which is like good to get stuff done. And now we have a new table outside and a light and whatever, but also, uh, I suppose that time was useful for me to like try to relax after a pretty full day, which I, uh, avoid doing when I'm, uh, and, and I think that that's part of the, so the strength I, I love to be productive. I love to see progress. Um, but I do know that sometimes it, it leads me to kind of continue to, uh, work or push, um, for that productivity in places I should otherwise probably just chill out. Right. I think that's a really common thing in our world. I think there's this very odd thing. I was speaking with someone earlier today that said as a summer student, cause all of the law students have started their summer roles, if that's what they're doing. Um, and there's all, I remember, I can remember to my core how it felt to be sitting there and thinking now is when I get to work like till all hours of the day to show what a keen law student I am. I don't know that that happens in every profession. I guess probably it does to some level, but I feel like in ours, we really value this idea that every minute should be spent on yeah. um, some sort of work related idea. And obviously we're trying on this podcast to help ourselves deal with that. Um, I mean, I struggle with it still, as I, as I said, and it sounds like you do too, even though we're trying to do a lifestyle, um, a practice that puts our lifestyle in there. And so you are taking the same impulse to work, 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 and you're doing it into in the yard instead, which I don't know. It's, I wonder. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the profession, you know, you talk about that student that's just starting out or now, you know, me, I, so I've transitioned in the past year from being in house to working in a situation where, uh, my time is, is at least I have to track my time more. So, I mean, we have flexible arrangements, so not everything is a build hour, but, um, you know, when you, I feel for that student and for me kind of in this newer context, the focus on time, I think easily, uh, transfers to, uh, personal life. And so, um, yeah, avoiding that, I would say avoiding the impulse to try to still plug time full of productivity, um, uh, in your personal life or at home is, is, you know, we try to fight that impulse, but as well, I, I suppose that what I need to be doing is valuing, um, you know, maybe what, you know, maybe rest is productive, you know, and, 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 and trying to reorient, um, that piece. Well, something else that comes to mind actually, as you're talking is that one thing I've noticed, and it will go to what I need to do to get out of my own way. Um, but when I'm hearing your story, the truth is that actually it is a little bit different to be fixing something in the yard as part of your to-do list 
um, because it is a different way of interacting. Like you're using your hands, probably you're, maybe it's, maybe Correct. it's mentally taxing, <laughs> but I probably not. Um, it's just mm-hmm. switching gears a little. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about that on an episode way back when, where we were talking about this idea of oscillating your tasks to stay at a, at a more calm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. level in your day. Yeah. And what, so there's a, there's a good article on this topic by actually, um, a, a Hollywood screenwriter named, uh, Dennis Palumbo. It's in his psychology today and we'll link to it in our uh, notes. Uh, he makes a good point, which I'll bring back to, you know, your issue and mine, I guess, as well, is that um, who we are allows us to do the work we do. So for his example of being a creative, you know, taking all of his quote unquote stuff, uh, you know, his hopes, fears, um, you know, the things he loves, the things he has fantasies about, taking all that and putting it into something allows him to write a script, right? Mm-hmm. He needs himself in that to do his work. But also, you know, his stuff can get in the way. And so it's, a, in his view, a paradox of like, how can I in- inject the, the good elements of me um, while also kind of taking away the the stuff that gets in the way um, and acknowledging which is what's helpful and what is not. What is it that's driving me to go out into the yard right now and check on the ferns? Like, what is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> an actual legitimate question, but like, what is, is it just yeah. that the, t- the story goes that the to-do list must get done today? Or is it the story that there's too much to do? I can't possibly take a break or like, what is the, the calculus? And I'll, I'll think through my own for the admin stuff in a second. I, oh, so I have to answer the question. Oh man, this is tough. Um, I think it is tough. I think it's like, that's why I'm asking the question because I think we all just do, 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 do. Yeah. And it's just a habit, but it's like, well, why? What, what happened? In that I moment? think that I come from a long line, <laughs> like most notably my parents of people who care a lot. Um, mm. So in, in, in actual fact, like the reason why I want to get the table done and the light up and make sure the lawn's cool. And by planting that like special clover that I planted and all that is because I want my family to have a nice place for the summer. Right. And I want there to be grass down so my daughter can run around and not get filthy and enjoy herself. Like, and so then then, then it becomes an obsession and, and truthfully, um, maybe not a session, that's a strong word, but it comes something I, I care a lot about. Um, and then it is a paradox because perhaps what I'm doing by trying to get all that stuff done is actually literally pulling me away from time that I otherwise, um, you know, could spend with the people I'm trying to serve. Um, so yeah, I think that it's a, it's an important, uh, that's an important step. It's like understanding the underlying motivation, like what's driving you to uh, act in a certain way. And then how can you use that? productively or how can you use that positively uh, without going too far? I mean, everything, you know, the mean between extremes is, is, is always the thing to aim for, I suppose. Well, as I hear you say that, I'm wondering if your parents and maybe you are the people who have like the nicely, perfectly mowed lawn on the street where there are the, like the diagonal stripes. Is that you? You don't have actually- My dad is a diagonal stripe person. Oh, your dad and my dad need totally. to hang Totally. Good call. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is where this comes from. We had, and like my dad had our house always in perfect order. And that lawn, man, that lawn was a sight to behold- and I grew up like that. 
you know? And I think um, it's interesting because you've just basically described that and it sets a standard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably more about the, the, the terrible state of my lawn generally, but <laughs> my goal isn't even diagonal lines. It's literal coverage of the dirt. So, right. so maybe at some point I'll get obsessed with uh, its aesthetic, uh, but I'm still uh, focused on the utility. But there, yeah, I mean, the, the point, I, I still take the point well, well for sure. Counterpoint is in my world, when I was a kid, I just had this like similar to you, I guess. My parents were very, you know, things got done properly. You know, everything had a place for everything, everything in this place. You know, maybe your parents are coming soon to your house. You you don't want them to think you don't have it all together. And lawn is a sign. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch of interesting things here that start to come up when you look at these these little clues. You're thinking about your clover differently now. You're like, why am I planting the clover? No, I'm still as passionate. The clover is is bottom line necessary. I will be not convinced otherwise. It totally is. Otherwise, it's a mud pit. And, uh, the clover is bottom line necessary. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Yeah, that's, you know, I am not questioning that at all. But the thing is too, like these aren't bad things that we're talking about. I think that getting out of your own way also can be things like, um, um, it's kind of looking at the, just the, not the facts, like kind of the facts, just like the reality of the situation and being realizing you're an agent in that situation and you can put it into the direction you want it to go or you can be kind of beholden to some old story. I mean, for me, it was quite back to the lawn example. I mean, my dad would laugh at this comment, but it was, and he wouldn't agree, frankly. He would think that the lawn should be in much better shape than it is at my house. Um, but I just kind of realized that my dad took a lot of joy in maintaining the lawn. It was something he liked doing. He came home from work at a reasonable hour. Um, he It was just a part of his life. He enjoyed being outside. And, um, you know, I don't enjoy having any contact with the lawn. I feel thankful to have a lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about, that's about where it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't take any real joy from it. But there are lots of other things that I do find joy in. And I feel really lucky that I run a business that I take joy in. And um, if I didn't, I would be looking for things outside work that would really give me joy instead of adding to my to-do list outside work with things that also didn't bring me joy. You know, I mean, it's, we only have so many hours in the day. We got to be working on stuff that, that matters to us. That's, that's kind of the the thing that I always think about. You know that that's like, that's the songbook of, Interalia and Darlene <laughs> that I sing a fair bit. So what is our conclusion, Mike, King of Summaries? <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm as much, uh, uh, it's hard for me. So I, I suppose for myself, because really uh, what we're seeing obviously in today's episode is that, you know, we're just trying to process this stuff mm-hmm. uh, as well is um, to understand uh, times where it does seem like we're fighting ourselves. Um, to understand the, the motivation behind that, what's causing that, and uh, and and methods to uh, avoid those conflicts with ourselves, to always make sure that we're, uh, you know, pursuing the things that uh, we enjoy and that we're good at, um, and uh, trying to avoid the things that um, you know cause negativity. And maybe just when we're facing a stressful situation, realize how much of the stress is being totally self-imposed perhaps. Mm -hmm. It's kind of another takeaway. 
is just what piece of this is just me and my thoughts and my patterns and my habits versus um, what is real, like actually happening here, um, separate from fears or whatever. And I think that's a huge task for so many people and maybe a lifelong task, but it does get better. I mean, I definitely, I feel like it's less of a struggle than it once was. Um, And I think it's important to just ask the questions. It's really good to have this level of examination, I think. I, I would, I would, I would concur. Obviously, you will concur because we do a podcast discussing how to live a more examined life. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I have an interest. Yes. Yeah. We are, we are in this, um, we're in this, this is an important thing to, to examine. Cool. Um, Agreed. So let's now uh, take a break as I need to do more often. (laughs) We will come back with our goods and grapes. Okay. The Lawyer Life Podcast is brought to you by Inter Alia Law, experienced legal counsel when and where you need us. To learn more about Interalia, visit the website at spelled I-N-T-E-R-A-L-I-A-Law.com. Thank you. And we are back with our goods and grapes. Goods are things we want to promote and support. Grapes are things that annoy us. Darlene. How about if I start with a good... And then I'll, uh, yeah, I think my good is I've had a lot of occasions this past week to remember how great my law school friends are. <laughs> and this goes back a long time. But yeah, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I've got some friends that I went to school with that are just doing such interesting things. And um, this past week, I had an experience of working on a file with um, someone that I I really trusted, this person being involved. And uh I just realized that those friendships, some of them were just built on extremely solid foundations and uh, it's important. It's different than just, uh, you know, referring to someone who has appears to do the the thing from the website. Um, when you actually get to work with someone that you have, that you go way back with, you know, I thought that was a really big highlight of the week. And I'm also just getting through the podcast back in touch with what some of my friends who are in uh, cities, far away or doing really different things, um, in law, what they're up against and some of their ideas. And, um, we, it's just an interesting time. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. That was the number one best thing about law school for me, the group, the friends, the people. And I mean, pretty Mm -hmm. much, I mean, everyone in our class, like it was just a really, really great group. Anyway, that's my good. That's a good, that's a great good. It's, um, so did you know related, uh, that, so Adam Sandler hosted SNL, uh, last week. Um, and that was the first time he's hosted since he was a cast member. And I heard, uh, I saw Jimmy Fallon speak about it. Uh, and Fallon said, uh, that it really with Sandler being back and Sandler did a tribute to Chris Farley, which uh, apparently everybody, uh, backstage was tearing up over. Um, and he made the point that, you know, SNL cast members, I think this applies to, 
law school context as well, that, you know, they forget that they're all there. There's a type of familial aspect to going through mm. something like that together. Yes. Uh, and that um, there are certain like moments where you're reminded of that. And that was one for the SNL family uh, on the weekend when Sandler was there. And I think that, you know, there are times that you, when you are what, you know, I spoke to, um, you know, one of my good friends that I articled with uh, this week as well. And there's that, uh, as you said, great foundation. You know, it's three years that you spend with each other, high stress times, long hours, and so on. You really get to know somebody uh, in those situations and build really deep relationships. And so, uh, you know, another example of, you know, trying times and difficult times, there's there's good stuff that comes out of them. Uh, My good... uh, so I, I so I live uh, in the municipality of Hamilton, Ontario, uh, as we've talked about before, um, and have just had a great couple weeks uh, in the city and the the small part of it that I live in as well. Um, it's a real privilege to love the place that you live uh, in, and um, and and my good is where I live. Uh, I feel very grateful, and and uh, especially now working from home more often uh, and being able to interact with the folks in the neighborhood and the community, uh, you know, more so, uh, it's an incredible thing, uh, especially in the, the state that the world is in today to live in a, in a spot. I think like generally Ontario, Canada, you know, the Western world largely, there's never been a better time to live, uh, ever. <laughs> and so I just think we need to step back and appreciate that, that it's the, the privilege and the luxuries that we have are, uh, historically incredible that's <laughs> so, I mean, too big wow. but anyway i've had a great week in the in, in the that's town. a big yeah. good you've gone from tiny petty yeah. grape to huge global consciousness raising good that's right i love it that's great there that's it is great bam i've got a little grape mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's i've sort of talked about this before on a podcast but i have a, a friend um who's a lawyer who is founding a creative business right now And uh, I just saw something on LinkedIn that suggested that he's getting questions about the uh, business, like what's your differentiator in your product and stuff. And I just thought, let's just not, let's not do that to people who are taking the courageous step to try something new. Um, You know, I've, I've really welcomed the fact that the majority of people giving us feedback, for example, on the podcast have been really, really charitable and, you know, saying that they, you know, giving us really good feedback and um, giving us suggestions and just generally people appreciate that when you're trying something that's really out there, that there is some courage and there is some, some vulnerability in that. And I really, you know, we issue spot for a living, but I don't, I would love it if we could just get into a culture of like, Hey, that's amazing. You're starting a creative business. What, what's that about for you? You know, tell me more about it. What's the hardest thing about that? That's so courageous, you know, not so much like, well, I've identified three problems with your business proposition. Like, you know, (laughs) maybe if they ask you, right, can you identify three problems with my business proposition? But there's just something about, supporting something like that that just takes a lot of courage and I just uh I would love it if we could just be support not Pollyanna you know it doesn't mean you have to tell them things that aren't true or or say you know things for the sake of it but just acknowledge or honor I guess maybe what they're doing somehow whether you would do it or make that choice for yourself doesn't matter anyway that's my 
I guess it's a gripe, but wouldn't it be good if it was that's the opposite? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? That's, that's generally all gripes would be great if they were like when I griped, my, my always go to gripe when I griped about my toaster wasn't working. Wouldn't it be great if my toaster was yeah, working? Yeah, I know. That would be yeah. so great. I hope your toaster is working now because um, you've been doing a blitz of things around your house. Yeah, it's been oh, a long yeah. time. Um, and But to that point, Putting yourself out there is a is a very difficult thing to do for uh, a brief period of time. I uh, I wrote articles for the uh, Huffington Post Canada when I was a law student, and there was nothing. I still haven't done anything that has been more scary to me than putting out my views and opinions and thoughts in writing to the masses. Um, mm. And uh, luckily, I went fine enough. On that note, though. Um, we are supporting somebody who's done something like that. Uh, we'll have a bonus episode uh, coming up in the next week or two uh, from uh, a friend of mine from undergrad, speaking of familial relationships, uh, David Musgrop, who wrote, who's wrote a book called Too Dumb for Democracy? Question uh, mark. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically about how we can, uh, the state of democracy um, in Canada and the United States and uh, the UK to a degree as well. Uh, and uh, how can we make sure that we are... Uh, you know, keeping that, that pillar of our society strong. Uh, and, and it's a great conversation. Uh, and we'll have that up as just kind of a bonus um, in between our regular uh, episodes. Uh, our first foray into a, a bona fide political chat, I yeah. would say, right? I mean, there's more to it, yeah. but it's, it's more along the lines of political discussion and things that we think will be of interest to other lawyers who started maybe with an arts background and went into law school and still are engaged in politics and the world and thinking. So we'll see. I enjoyed it. And, and if you, if you just worked one of those 12 or 15 hour days that Darlene referenced earlier, probably wait for the next day to listen to this one. Cause it is heady. <laughs> it's a thinker. It's a thinker. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, the topic is a big one, right? You know, is the future mm-hmm, of democracy. I mean, this is not a small topic. Um, but it was it was really fascinating to hear, and I think um, I think people will find it interesting. But yes, it's a departure from what yeah. we normally do. He's good at dumbing down his incredible intellect as well, so he does a great job. Okay, um, so I suppose that's all. Thanks for the chat, Darlene. Yes, thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay, and we'll talk soon. That's it for this week's episode of LLP. Thanks to Inter Alia Law for presenting the podcast and to Nick Fowler for composing and performing our music. See our show notes for his website. Don't forget, we love feedback. Please comment in the review section or subscribe or like. We'd appreciate it greatly. That's it. Talk soon.